Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Hello, nerdarinos, and welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Episode number 217, as we continue our foray into the Academy Award Best Picture nominees, we have another one. Mike and I have not seen yet. It technically came out on Christmas Day, but that is a promising young woman. Mike, how are you? Man, I'm wonderful. Uh, this was an intense movie, and uh, I'm ready to talk about it. Mike, are you a promising young man? Yes. Yes, I am. I don't like that you had to uh, hesitate there, Mike. Well, I just had to think about it. You weren't sure if you were promising or not. Okay, good to know. Got it. Yes, I was not sure. Not sure. Like from Idiocracy. Is that your new name? Not sure? (laughs) Uh, Yes. Yes, it is. My new name is Not Sure and Not Mysterious Mike Talent. Yes. Not Sure. Mysterious, Not Sure, Mountain Dew, Alejandro Gonzalez. (laughs) <laughs> I don't I don't remember. That name was so Not long. Sure. Hilarious. Loved that movie. Yes. We need to do that, that movie these awesome. days too. We do need to do Idiocracy. I love that movie. It's sad because it's come so true. It's it's coming true more and more every day. Okay, Mike, so I will get us back on topic since I got us off. Mr. Talent, why don't you go ahead and give us the breakdown for promising young woman? All right. So uh, this is a promising young woman. It was directed by and written uh, Emerald, Emerald uh, Finneal. And it's starring Carrie Mulligan, Bo Burnham, Allison Brie, Clancy Brown, Adam Brody. And we can't forget, I mean, uh, McLovin is in this. Uh, Christopher Mintz Plaz. I don't know how to say this. And also, from American Pie, Jennifer Coolidge. So, we, we've got we've to make some honorable mentions for that. And then, uh, this movie is a young woman traumatized by a tragic event in her life, seeks out vengeance against those who crossed her path. Okay, Mike, go ahead. This is your kind of movie. So, I'm just going to kind of sit here and relax and watch the YouTubes while you talk, all right? Ready, set, go. Okay, Matt. You're right. This is my kind of movie. I like revenge movies, but Matt, this one was really dark. And this one, I don't know, it felt more real and just intense. I I don't know. Sometimes those revenge movies I like to see are kind of whimsical fantasies of almost what you would imagine playing out in your head. But this one seems so real and methodical. And uh, I, I like the soundtrack. It, But at the end, I was, I was actually kind of surprised at the end. Uh, the very end, I'll, I'll save that, Matt, for when we get into the spoiler zone. But I liked it, but it is very tense and it's dark. This movie is dark. Personally, I'm shocked this is nominated for an Academy Award at all because this is not something you would think the Academy would care about. 
we talked about it a little bit before hitting the record button, but this is definitely a response to the hashtag me too movement. And it's almost kind of over the top, how dark, sinister and messed up it is, but it is an entertaining watch. I don't know if I'll ever watch it again, maybe just because I'm sure there's things I missed in it, but it's really sad, dark, twisted, messed up. But I mean, not every movie is going to be, you know, perfect. And I think that's maybe one of the reasons why all of our Oscar nominees this year, at least for best picture, are so dramatically different from each other. I'm honestly a little bit with you, man. I thought it was a little bit different selection for the Academy Award, but this has been a different kind of year, uh, 2020. So it's good for them to kind of highlight some of these movies. And yeah, this is kind of a me too type movie. But man, it is it is a little bit dark. Well, more than a little bit. It just it's it's pretty intense. Kind of the whole movie is just pretty intense. There's a little bit of a levity in the second act, but then man, once it gets going on the third act, whoo. Well, it's interesting because the main protagonist has basically given up her entire life seeking out revenge against men that abuse women basically and i don't know what to think about it that she has put the things that have traumatized her and her best friend in the past ahead of progressing with her own life i I don't know i mean i understand not being able to get over something but to personally have a vendetta against strangers maybe that was her form of therapy i guess I don't know. I, I, I guess you're right, Matt. It, you, you do kind of see a transformation in, in our protagonist where you kind of see that she kind of gets out of this uh, this therapy that she's been doing, I guess, for herself, mostly. And you start to kind of think, okay, maybe she's starting to figure things out and she's going to be okay and, and move on with her life and maybe, maybe work towards doing something with her life instead of just sitting and eating breakfast with their parents. And as they constantly berate her about how, what happened to you? What are you doing here? Like, (laughs) like kind of things. Oh, they know very well what happened to her, but the second act make you, makes you feel like she's almost getting, redemption in some way because she's finding you know someone she really likes she's starting to go out on legitimate dates she's starting to have fun with her life she's enjoying going to work as much of a shitty job as it is and then something happens that kicks off the third act that makes her revert to the beginning of the film if not 10 times worse yeah that that was quite surprising for me. I did not see that third act coming in the way. I, I thought something was going to happen, but I didn't think it was going to be the way that it played out. And, woo, man, revenge is a dish uh, best served cold, I guess. Woo. Well, I have a comment about that with this movie, but I'm not going to say it because it'll spoil it. So, there, I'll leave it at that. Okay, man, I was, I did not, I did not expect that third act the way that it went. So I enjoyed the, the, the ride on that part of the movie. 
and uh, was very intrigued about what was going to happen and was just watching. And this was a great movie. It was well done, well acted. Uh, There's only a handful of characters in this movie, but it was all well acted. And man, it's just a, it's just an intense story. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know what to think about it. I mean, I enjoyed it, but I don't know if I would call it a great movie. It was entertaining. It was unique. It's eye-opening on some levels, but it's extremely, extremely depressing and dark at the same time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, def- it definitely, <laughs> yes. Depressing and dark at the same time. Well, I'm just having a hard time talking about it without spoiling it because the that third act just flips. And I mean, I have some questions that you and I will get into once we get to the spoiler area. Some theories, some thoughts, some guesses on what happened, how this happened, things like that. All right, Matt. So I guess with that, I, I can I can go ahead and ask you, Matt, what are you drinking? <sighs> well, Mike, as you have alluded to earlier, we are, you know, the start of baseball season. So I am sticking with my four peaks. And I'm drinking a good old Four Peaks Rattle on Red Ale, the beer that they serve at the Diamondback Stadium. Awesome, Matt. Awesome. I am drinking a uh, Goose Island, uh, what is it called? Lost Palette. It is a hazy IPA with mango and natural cinnamon flavor. It's a little bit funky. Is it good funky or is it bad funky? It's... <sighs> sometimes it's good sometimes it's weird hmm okay all right then so is that based on how many sips you have in a row or how long you wait between sips i think it's how long you wait between sips man i feel like sometimes it's more cinnamon and like that's a little weird flavor coming out of it but then other times it's less it's like a orchata ipa i don't think it's quite orchata but uh yeah (laughs) it is uh interesting well, all right, Mike, let's go ahead. Let's see if you figured it out. Mike, how does Promising Young Woman relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe? All right, Matt. So this one wasn't too hard, which is great. It didn't have a huge cast, but... Um uh, Clancy Brown uh, was in Thor Ragnarok, and he played the character of uh, Surtur. I I probably said that wrong, but S U R T U R. Suter? I don't, dude. Sure. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, sure. Done. So many movies. Everything comes back to MCU. Yes, it does, Mike. Yes, it does. Have you watched? Have you been keeping up with the Falcon and the Winter Soldier now that you're caught up? I, I, we are still caught up. Uh, there's, I think there's one episode left. Uh, we're kind of in an interesting period uh, so far. Uh, I've liked it. Oh no, there's more episodes left. They're only on episode five. How many episodes? Uh, eight. There's up to eight. It's either eight or ten. Or oh, okay. they might do. I, weird, I wasn't like Wandavision was like nine. I wasn't sure how many episodes they were going to go for, but uh, yeah, we're caught up, man. It's it's good. Okay, good. I'm glad you're enjoying it, Mike. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's real good. So speaking about HBO Max, you know, next week's movie, I believe it's my pick next week, isn't it, Mike? I think so, Matt. Um, I think it is your your pick next week. I have a movie that I think is going to be freaking awesome that's coming out in the theaters and HBO Max, but we can talk about that later. Okay. All right. Let's let's uh, save that until later. What are we going to uh, dive into right now, Matt? Oh, no. You like to spoil things, so Mike, go ahead and start spoiling this movie. Like I know your favorite person in the whole film was Bo Burnham. Why Why was it Bo Burnham? I didn't even know he was a stand-up comedian, Matt. You're the one who told me about that. Uh, I don't know. I was just trying to get you to talk about something. Okay. So Bo Burnham is a stand-up comedian as well, and I, I had no idea. Um, I really thought Carrie Mulligan nailed this, this, this character, man, it's, it's an intense role to play where you just kind of keep like pretending to be this, this drunk, uh, woman at a bar and just getting picked up by all these dudes. It's, ah, it's kind of sad that it keeps happening. <laughs> like repeatedly. Yeah. Yeah, she's like, every time I went to a place, I never left alone. And what's interesting is that uh, she wasn't the only one doing it, as you find out later. There's some others that are doing it, and they're doing a lot worse than she is. Yeah, uh, at first I thought she, uh, you know, off the people, but um, as we got into it, it seemed like she did not. So I, I don't know exactly what she did, because it cuts away kind of before it's over. And so it kind of keeps you guessing on what happened. I assume she mostly shamed them, embarrassed them publicly, privately. I don't know, something. But, I mean, how far do you think she would let them get before she said, hey, I know she had certain things that if they hit it, then she would say it. But, like, there's one where the dude's, like, straight up just going to town on her. And he's, then she's like, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, But, but one of the characters, uh, when... Uh, Bo um, uh, Burnham's uh, character walks by and says, hey, what are you doing over here? Is one of the other character's friends that ended up taking her home. And he's like, oh, I heard about you. I'm like, you forgot what she looked like? Well, I, I guess. I don't know. You know, but he he was going to pick her up the same thing that her her friend, her uh, his friend, his buddy did, you know? I don't know, man. It's just, you really have to be kind of broke to, to be doing stuff like that. But I understand it's kind of her therapy and it's how she's dealing with the horrible things that happened to her friend. I just, I don't know. I don't know if that's a good way to go about it. Shaming him, I guess that's one way to get, uh, I don't know, solace, I guess, and education to the person. But do you think they really stop after her? I don't know. I don't know if it uh, was a behavioral change on the um, on the men that she was preying on, pretty much, in a weird way, um, or the men that were preying on her. I don't know. It's kind of a weird, you know, a weird juxtaposition. But I don't know. I feel like it, it was helping her deal with it. But man. When the one character came to her, one of the the other characters, um, uh, uh, Madison, who's played by Allison Brie, and gave her the video 
Like it was like such a crazy moment where when she saw that her current boyfriend was in the video, I was like, oh, oh boy. I had no idea what was going to happen. They never really explained what he was doing in there, but the fact that he was there and he didn't stop it is what broke her connection with him. Definitely. Irreparable. Like you're not going to, she's not going to be going back to him, you know? And then. Oh, yeah. One thing that kind of bothered me a little bit was that she did what happened to her friend to Allison Bree in a way. Granted, did she deserve it? Maybe. But I don't know, man. I mean, she really, you know, the revenge aspect was pretty vicious on some of these things. Oh, no, dude. It was, um, it was like next level, man. Like, yeah, she she did that to her friend and like up until that part where she finally confronts her at her house. I didn't know what happened with the the uh dude that she had there. She's like, "Yep, that's her over there." I had no idea what what transpired and you know, it you know, nothing happened. Um but wow. Yeah, my that was my money that was, was intense. My money was on him banging her, you know? Like she made the wrong choice and he banged her out. That's what I figured. Yeah, no, that that was uh interesting. And then what he did uh what she did to the principal. The the dean, the, the college the, dean, yeah. The, yeah, the dean. I was like that was pretty intense too, man. Like that scene where like she's like, Tell me where my daughter is and she's just like no. <laughs> no, no. She told her exactly where she was. She was in the room where her friend was basically, you know, date raped. Yeah. That's what she told her. And she's like, oh, she looks old for her age and she was probably in high school. I mean, I don't know, dude. That was pretty jacked up. I, and I don't know if some... <laughs> I'm not sure the the victims deserved that, that were involved in it, but I don't know. Maybe they did to a level because they let it happen to her friend. They didn't do anything about it when it came to her friend. I know it's pretty extreme though. Pretty extreme retribution. Very, very extreme. But I guess, like you said, man, I think this was her way of dealing with it. But man, when she decided to deal with stuff, okay, Mike, she went, let's dive into the third act. Should we dive into the third act? Okay. Massive spoilers. Let's do it. So, Massive. do you think she planned it out that they were going to kill her? Do you think that she planned that out? Or do you think it was purely a mistake? So, what I think happened is, was she planned for two outcomes? And one of them happened, which was her getting killed. But I think she planned for two outcomes. I don't, I, I don't think she necessarily wanted to die, but she was okay with dying. I think she might have wanted to die because if you notice, you know, the handcuff is what came loose and she was the Uh one that put him on there. But yet the other one never comes loose at all. So maybe she did a little something. I don't know. I I think she had two plans. Like, you know, it was a timed release thing that if she didn't uh, do something before when she came, you know, like out of there. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what she, what her, what her plan was. Like he never, he never admitted to doing it. 
like the uh the doctor guy al or whatever even when she's like yeah about the video that your buddy joe had or whatever and he was like he he looked horrified when <laughs> when she said video but he never really admitted to doing anything he he said we were kids and man, that set her off. She's like, I'm so tired of hearing that. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree, but I still, I still just feel that she planned to die because, especially after Bo Burnham being in the video and kind of crushing her spirits for life, pretty much completely. I think she saw it as the end cap to all of her revenge, because that's murder it's not rape it's it's a whole nother level of prison yeah so do you think that this revenge was the coldest dish that she could serve it was the coldest dish that she could serve i guess other than murdering everyone yeah i i don't know I man think that'd like, be pretty was... good ah <laughs> uh, yeah when when they killed her, I was surprised because th- that's not usually how movies kind of go. And then it goes on to the wedding and, uh, you know, we find out that she sent a letter to the, the lawyer and like, that was an interesting scene, Matt. Maybe we should talk about the lawyer when she visited the lawyer. Go for it. Yeah, she was so hellbent on you know doing her retribution she had a person with her that i don't know what he was gonna do like maybe he was a a strong arm i don't i i don't know what he was he looked like he was a tough guy but i mean that's just completely conjecture i have no idea what he was gonna do to this person but all he said to her was like do i go in now and she said no he's like i still get paid right she said yes. I have no idea what that was for or anything. But anyway, when she went in there, he basically was like, I have done a lot of bad things. I have helped so many people essentially get out of jail and do different things. And I was like, well, that's very strange for a lawyer, you know? Like, he must have really had some stuff catch up to him, but... He basically was like just waiting for people to come and tell him how he was a shit person. It was really weird, if you ask me. I don't think it so much was that he did a lot of bad things. I think it's that he helped a lot of bad people escape their punishment. And after however many years, because it had been several years since the issue with her friend, which led to her friend's suicide, I'm assuming that's what happened. They never blatantly say that her friend killed herself, but that's pretty much what happened. Yeah, they never do say that, but I believe that is what happened. Yeah, she's no longer living. She couldn't live her, you know, she couldn't live her life really as she wanted after that because day in and day out, all she saw was the dude raping her, basically. And so she offed herself, and that was after both of them dropped out of school and all that. And so the lawyer protected, helped protect and get the rapist all the charges dropped and all that stuff. And I think it was just, I don't know how many years it was, but he clearly had been a defense lawyer for a very long time because he was talking about defending a lot of other people. 
And yeah, he had an extremely, extremely guilty conscience, but he was super rich and he admits that's the reason why he did it. And he realized later in life that that was wrong and he wants to pay his penance. And part of his penance is that he's not sleeping anymore. And you can tell that he's literally having a psychotic episode in the scene. Yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty rough. Um, but that was an interesting character. Like that was also something I didn't see coming. So like, I kind of liked some of this unpredictability of this story. It was not, I mean, I've seen Matt, you know, I love revenge movies, so I've seen lots and lots of them. I did not see a lot of this type things coming. So it was a lot of like, cause she kind of forgave him in that moment. I guess she felt for him and understood that he was going through maybe some of the stuff that she's gone through, but differently. Well, he begged you know, her for his forgiveness as well. He begged her. And I think that she realized, you know, that he definitely is sorry for what he did. Granted, he had a small portion compared to everyone else, but he still helped defend the rapist. Yeah. And then the next, is it the next scene after that, that she goes over to her, uh, her best friend's mom's house, uh, and is just sitting outside, but like doesn't go inside. And then her mom sees her, and then she's like, "You've got to stop! Like you've got to, you've got to live your life." And uh, then that kind of takes us into the second act, where she's not so crazy, right? Is it that? I'm I'm not sure of the order of things. It's something like that, yeah. And that was another big time actress that made a cameo. And that was uh, Molly Shannon from Saturday Night Live. Oh yeah, that was yeah. It was, it was intense. This movie. Um, speaking of of big time actresses, I think um, Margot Robbie was a producer of this movie. Are you gonna go Google it now on your phone? Well, uh, you know, I was just uh, I remember seeing it in the credits, but uh, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go Google it right now on the phone, man. Come on, I know you. Your phone is a distraction to this podcast, Mike. You need to put it away. Your iPhone 37 or whatever number you're up to now. Yeah, man. 37. It's mostly a hologram now, but sometimes it's not. They just put it right in your brain, like that new show on HBO Max. What's the new show where they put it on your brain, the, man? I don't think I've seen that. I, I watched like two episodes of it. I forgot the name of it. It's not for love or for love or I don't know, something like that. And it's spoofing Google about putting a, a chip in your lover's brain and then you know and you feel everything that they feel and they're thinking and it's really just dark and jacked up. And it stars the uh, actress from uh, Palm Springs. I don't know. I don't remember her name. Oh, that's cool. And it has Ray Romano in it too. Well, I'll, uh, I'll have to check that one out, man. Yeah, I'm only a that... couple episodes in, but it's pretty good. It's interesting, especially if you're into tech stuff. Okay, Mike, how'd the Googling go? Speaking of tech. Uh, it went well. <laughs> and uh, yes, uh, Margot Robbie was a producer on this. So I was correct in seeing her name. So so that's how it relates to the DC expanded universe. Oh, no. <laughs> should, should we just start relating everything to DC no. and Marvel? I no. don't know if we could no. do it, though. Yeah, I feel like that'd be tough. No, the, DC doesn't have anywhere near the movies. And they're all discombobulated in their DCEU anyways. They don't make sense. Well, they'll they'll fix it eventually, Matt. Sure. 
maybe maybe James Gunn's Suicide Squad with the exact same name of the original Suicide Squad will fix it, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Cuz he he did, you know, um the MCU movies that we that we love. Which ones? Um Oh, I'm trying to volume one and volume two. I'm trying to think. Guardians um, of the Galaxy, you hater. Yeah, 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 yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. Come on. I'm a little bit tired, Matt. You know, you're always making fun of me for being tired on the show. I'm a little bit tired. Well, then maybe you shouldn't have drank 17 beers before getting on the podcast. Matt, it was only 10. You know, I can't drink 17 anymore. I have a child. Oh, okay. You got to hold the child in one arm. You can you can only have one beer per, you know, in one hand. You can't have two now. I get it. I understand. You do know they make those helmets? Where you can put one on each side? Oh, yeah. They do have those helmets and because there's no sporting events really, they like there's probably a surplus of those everywhere, right? Hey, there's baseball. How dare you? There's lots of baseball. Yeah, but what's the capacity? Like Three people? No, it's a quarter of what the stadium can hold, and they're really spread out. I don't know if you've watched a game, but they're really spread out. Yeah, like now you can throw your beer and not hit anybody. It's weird. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much. Okay, Mike, so speaking of throwing things, no, that didn't work at all. That was terrible. Um, how many reels do you give this movie, Mike? Um, Matt, I think I'm going to give this one four and a half reels. I like this. Wow. Four and a half. Jeez. You do love your revenge movies, though. And I still don't understand. Like, why do you love revenge movies so much, Mike? Like, who are you out to get revenge against? You'll find out later, man. Oh, thanks. See, I thought it was me, you bastard. Great. Now I'm going to have to put in some more cameras. Uh, I don't know, man. This this was... I liked it. I don't know. I already sleep with, like, 12 guns under my pillow. Hopefully uh, all loaded... Uh, chambered and uh, no safety. No, I can't find ammunition. I just have the guns. I'm going to use them and I'm just going to throw them at people. Yeah, here, take that. Yeah. And make sure and get the steel clips too because you can throw those too. Those hurt a lot more than the plastic. You know, the steel mags. Nice. Dude, seriously, you can't get ammo to save your life. It's ridiculous. Anyways. Okay, Mike. So I... uh, did not like this movie clearly as much as you whatsoever. Uh, I only give it three reels out of five. Now, don't choke on your beer because you always seem to drink right when I'm looking for a response. So go ahead, swallow. There we go. All right, Matt. I will try not to choke on my beer while you're responding. Um, wow. Only three, Matt. Okay. Well, that's okay. Uh, I know you're not as big into revenge movies. Um, this was definitely... A different type of movie especially for the academy awards so i i appreciate kind of this variety i haven't seen as many of the other movies that matt has on on the list but uh i've liked all the movies that we've seen um so that's always good well okay so out of all the best picture nominees mike which one is your favorite is this your favorite because i know you haven't seen all of them but we've seen a decent amount I don't know, Matt. I'm I'm torn. I'm torn. I if you ask me what I think will win or what I think is the best no. picture. What is your personal favorite? What you think is gonna win is gonna be completely different. So I, I, I think I like this one the best. Okay. Granted you haven't seen all of them, but you've seen most of them. Which one is gonna win? 
I think Nomadland is going to win. Okay. I think the father's going to win. That's my thoughts. Okay. I've not seen Minari yet. I would like to see Minari, but I've seen just about all of them. My favorite so far, I'm going to go with Sound of Metal. I really liked Sound of Metal. I just really thought that was a good movie. It was a very good movie. I enjoyed that one as well. So, all right, Mike. Well, speaking about incredible movies, we're going to have the exact opposite next week. I think it's going to be a fun movie. I don't think it's going to be anything earth shattering, but I definitely think we're going to enjoy it, especially if they do it right. Mike, coming out on April 23rd is the re-release of Mortal Kombat. Ah, okay. Or All right. reboot, not re-release. Okay, so so this is um, a classic video game that Matt and I played growing up. In fact, I remember it came out on Sega Genesis, and it had like the cartridge that was a little bit bigger because they got more graphics in it or something. Like, I don't remember what they had, but remember it was like there were some cartridges were longer than others. Just like in life when it comes to men. (laughs) Some cartridges are longer, some are shorter. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Anyway, and then uh, there was a controversy at the time because uh, they had all this blood in the the game and and, uh, they released it on what one of the other platforms and didn't they change the blood to green because it was like they were trying to get out of this was before the rating systems for the games in fact i think this game might have caused the rating systems it was a part of the rating system yes but no it wasn't green they removed it completely for the nintendo because nintendo didn't want the blood at all nintendo yeah i remember it was a different platform and it was like not the same and people were upset us, us children, I guess that, I mean, how old were we when that came out, man? Uh, we're in, I don't remember the exact date, but we were between the ages of 10 and like 13, somewhere in there. Yeah. Anyway, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun, the game. And, uh, I remember we went and watched the movie that came out. When was that? Early nineties, mid nineties. Oh yeah. It was so bad. It was so bad. So bad. And it was totally not like the game at all. This one appears to be more like the game, but I'm just going to hold... I don't... My expectations are going to be low, so they can only go up. Dude, the trailers look awesome. They even have fatalities in the trailers. They, They do, Matt, but I feel like it could still be tomfoolery. I'm going to wait... And make sure that it's okay. Okay. We don't want no tomfoolery. No. None. No. None. But no, no, no ballyhoo. No tomfoolery. Okay. So those of you who want to know a little bit more about the history of all this, they have almost an entire episode in a Netflix original series. I believe it's called The History of Video Games, The Games We Play, or something like that. It's really pretty good. It's about five or six episodes of an hour each. Uh, Mortal Kombat specifically with a bunch of the other fighting games like Street Fighter and stuff is one episode. And they go into the controversies around Mortal Kombat and everything really in depth. 
Oh man, I gotta watch that, man. I was just doing that off of memory, man. I do remember the the controversy though. It was a big deal at the time. It's it's very good. And yes, Mortal Kombat is one of several games that inspired the uh rating system that we currently have on video games. Uh Mike, do you remember one of the other ones? I had I had it. And they actually had a little bit of a rating on it, even though was there wasn't leisure a leisure suit Larry. That was or, a part of it, yes, because that was, was there adult, very adult themed. But was it the um? Oh, uh, it was like a very dark game, man. I'm trying to remember what it was called. Well, there's a couple, but uh, Splatterhouse was another one. Splatterhouse, I think that was what it was. Splatterhouse was one, and then the one that really, really was the one that put it over the edge was they did this DVD film kind of game for the Sega Genesis CD, like the Sega CD. Do you remember the Sega CD? Barely, man. That that one was like it, in between the Dreamcast and not very many people got stuff. Well, the Sega CD was an addition to the Sega Genesis and you put it on there. And But the thing is, it flopped really bad, and it was really expensive, and the video games weren't great. They were mostly like interactive movies. Well, I don't remember the name of the game, but basically that was the game that really sent it over the edge because you play uh, like hostages and aliens and you like they're like real people. It's not like video games because they shot it like a movie. And that is the one that really set Congress off bad. Okay. Yeah. I, you know, it was like, um, uh, <laughs> you know, we're recording this on uh, 419 and uh tomorrow will be 420 and that's the anniversary of the columbine shooting and i remember they were blaming uh rock metal and metal for um the the shooters i was like what i'm kind of <laughs> glad they was, stopped that shit because they've always done that you know anything violent they always blame violent video games heavy metal all the stuff that we like they've always blamed it and it's just like no it's called the lack of oh anyways i don't want to get political i have my theories on it on what the issues are everybody else has theirs uh basically mine boil down to mental health so yeah it, it was it was uh i remember i was like what there's no way that listening to marilyn manson or corn or metallica is going to cause you to go shoot up all these people it was a lot different but um Unfortunately, the uh, pandemic has subsided enough that the shootings have started again, which is terrible. Yeah, it's just, I don't know, dude, this country's just been on fire. Watch the uh, last week tonight, if you ever watched that show with John Oliver, I watch it fairly religiously, just because I have no daily show. I don't, I will never watch the daily show with Trevor Noah, I think he's terrible. But um, I watched John Oliver's weekly show, and it's he's like this week has been so bad we're not even going to cover it because we know all of you have seen it we're going to cover weird news and they did which was a nice change so anyways all right mike well uh next week the brand new mortal Kombat. you know uh i don't want to say i guess reboot not a re-release i'll go with reboot or reimagining or i don't know it it definitely looks more akin to the video game that's for sure you got all the characters you got goro you got sub-zero you got scorpion you got a reptile appearance i just hope it's silly and zany bloody graphic and fun 
It doesn't need to light the world on fire, but if it's not fun, I'll be upset. I'm like I said, man, I'm very reserved on this. I I want it to be good. I don't know if it will be. So I'm just going to wait and hope that it's it's good. Well, all right, Mike. Very good. We will find out this coming weekend. So those of you who don't have HBO Max, they are releasing in the theaters at the same time. So go check it out in the theaters if you feel comfortable. If not, you can watch it on HBO Max for a month. That's how long they leave the new releases on there. And they are sticking to their word. They do pull them off. So for those of you who haven't seen one of our more recent films, Godzilla vs. Kong, you can still watch it until the end of the month. All right, Matt. Uh, I guess with that, I think we'll wrap it up. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. And, uh, you know, go out there and stream a movie or catch a movie in the theater if you feel comfortable. And, uh, you know, hit us up on uh, our email, uh, Mike at Real Film Nerds or Matt at Real Film Nerds. And uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all the normal social things. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now, go out and catch a movie.